You are listening to the Young Western Podcast with your hosts, Cheyenne and Montana Donuquette, where we talk about all things from Western lifestyle to your dating stories and honestly everything in between that. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. This episode of the Young Western Podcast is brought to you by Home of the Custom Cattle Tag. With over 300 different novelty hat tags and keyrings, including dog tags and livestock identification, Home of the Custom Cattle Tag has something for everyone. Make sure you head to their website at www.homeofthecustomcattletag.com.au. Okay, we are back with another episode of the Young Western Podcast. Um, we are actually coming to you live from the WPRA finals in Waco in Texas. Uh, me and Rylan here and we have made a couple runs. We are actually both running tomorrow morning in the short round of the permit barrel race. So um, first I just want to kind of explain what the permit barrel race is and that's me and Rylan both have our permits with the WPRA. So that means we've won, uh, we haven't won $1,000 yet. So as soon as we win $1,000 then um, you, can buy card. you can buy your card and does that, that mean you have your rookie year that year? Yeah. But you can rodeo on your permit as long as you want. Oh, okay. Like you can, if you win $1,000, can't you keep saying it? You can just keep your permit if you want, or you can buy your card. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Right. And I think there's something like you can um, not have your rookie year for a year or two. Can't you like push it back a year? Yeah, you can. You can just keep buying your permit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And you can even... I think um, it's just harder to get in this, like, to get entered where you want and all that if you have your permit. And actually some rodeos, you can't enter if you only have your permit. Yeah. Like they're restricted. So there was like rough stock guys that like had enough one on his permit and uh, like to make the finals. Oh. He had his permit. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, Pop off. <laughs> uh, and you can also fill your permit here at the WPRA finals. Like you could fill it just here. And this isn't a rodeo. It's kind of yeah. like a really big bow race. But anyway, they have the roping. They have, and this was all women. So yeah. they have roping tie down for women. Yeah. Uh, team roping. Team roping, breakaway. Yeah. What else? They have anything else that's happened there in bow racing? That's it, I think, yeah. But ski wrestling or something, it'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we are live from Waco. Um, we better do our run reviews. We've made two runs. It's like two runs, an average, and then the top um, 30 go back to the short round tomorrow. By the time this airs, we'll have had our short round runs. But uh, we've both made two runs. My first run was not bad. Um I'm just kind of like in a bit of a wild phase with my riding right now of making sure Bobby doesn't hit um, any barrels, but we're making it work and he's running fast. Today was honestly 0.1 slower than yesterday, but that's fine. Um, Yeah, we're working through it. We've made two clean runs and we get to go to the short round tomorrow, hopefully run a little bit faster and maybe a little bit neater, but yeah, it's fine. How was your, what's your two, your your run reviews on your two runs, Rylan? My first run was... It was okay. I could have gone a little bit faster the first barrel, but I'm practicing turning it because we forgot how to do that. Um, (laughs) So it wasn't awful, but could have been better. But today was a lot better. I went faster from the barrels. Um, Still trying to get my horse back how she was before she got hurt. She was off for six months, so we're just trying to get back into the group of things. Yeah. It um, is only kind of your first few runs back, so... We're yeah. just getting back in the swing of it. And she's been out for quite a while with injuries, so it can take a while to get them back to how they were before. Yeah, it needs to it needs to hurry up, though. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this. 
But anyway, we are short, short round round tomorrow. So while we were here, we were thinking like, I mean, I, and I also put it on my Instagram, but um, we were thinking, I've been thinking a lot about all the things that I've changed or kept the same or whatever since I moved over here with Bobby. Um, and there's quite a bit. There's also quite a bit of like the routines and stuff like that that I've kept the same. But um yeah, I kind of want to talk about all the different things that I've changed in my, in pretty much across everything in regards to bowel racing, like my, um, his meds, warming up routines, like my saddles and stuff, because there's kind of a lot. And I thought that Rylan could also talk us through it because she's been kind of like riding with me from the start. And you also grew up with Brittany, you know, a lot yeah. about like, I mean, I've changed all Posey's saddle. I'm using like oxygen products, kind of like you're in the know with all that type of stuff yeah so okay I want to start with all of the meds that I've changed and added in and stopped using so when I was back home I I guess I think over here coming over here to America it's so much like the whole meds giving like your horse drugs and stuff like that is so much bigger probably because there's so much more money and it. it's like so so much more well known yeah I feel like, I mean, like you've said yourself since you were like high school rodeoing, your horses are like Lasix, everything has Lasix. Yeah, like, so, I mean, I remember a time when I didn't really give that many drugs, but like I was little, but I mean, like in junior high and high school, I was like given Banamine and Lasix and all the pastes and all the things. Yeah. So I've been doing it for a hot minute. Yeah. And you, uh, like high school rodeoed and stuff pretty competitively. Yeah. And college rodeoed, so... It's just a very different dynamic, like the younger kids and like the industry you brought up in it from such a young age that yeah. like you're now 21 and you've like seen everything. Yeah. Like you've seen all the different and like you're very knowledgeable in drugs and what to give them. Yeah. I, I try to be, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like no, normal, like yeah. all the things. I don't know. I don't think anything different of it. I'm like, oh Yeah. Three hours out, four hours out, two hours out, like, go give all your stuff. I mean, my stuff, like, how I give drugs, I guess, and stuff has kind of changed now because, like, I figured out, like, which horse, like, needs Lasix further out, closer, and, like, whatever, however long it takes them to pee, pretty much. Yeah, and it's, like, a bit of a fine art, and it changes with every horse. Like, some need it, some need more Lasix, some need less, further time out. Like you said, yeah. it depends how much they pee to yeah. how much Lasix they might need. Yeah, like, I know Brittany always... I think she gives the boys Lasix an, an extra hour out just because sometimes they won't pee. Or they pee a lot more than the girls use, than the mares. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, in regards to that, when I was back home, I honestly was not great. At, and I wasn't that confident in giving, like, IV injections. So I always gave Lasix in the muscle, which you can do. Um, you can give Lasix in the vein, in the muscle, didn't you also say you could give Lasix orally? Yeah, I can give it orally. Yeah. I used to, when I would help Brittany, I would give, um, there was this one horse, her name was Jane, and she was awful to give shots to, like, terrible, so we had to give her Lasix in the mouth. But then eventually she got over her fear. But for a <laughs> while, yeah, we had to give it in the mouth, because she was so scared of shots. But yeah. They and gotta I mean, get used to them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're gonna be a proper barrel horse, or, <laughs> yeah, you know, like... get over the shot thing. Yeah. So, um... I now give Bobby Lasix IV and it just, if you give it IM, you just give it a lot further out or, yeah. you know, a few hours further out. And the only other thing with that is also why I changed it is, um, 
kind of like they can get muscle sore if you're giving yeah. muscle shots like every time before you run and say you run three or four days in a row or something um so I got very good at giving IV shots and that is why I changed my Lasix to in the vein um I also changed from Butte to Banamine I would always give like oral Butte maybe one or two days before I ran him back home and now I've changed to Banamine IV and should never you know you cannot give banamine no, in the muscle. Never do that. Never do that. Which I now know. Um, did you one time? I, I did one time at the start over here. And I did not realize that you can't give banamine in the muscle. And nothing happened as far as I know. I mean, Bowie's still fine. That was a long time ago. But do not give banamine in the muscle. Um, give it in the vein. Or can you give banamine? I think you can give it orally. And they make a paste too. I don't oh, know yeah, they how. do much as effective it is i know it's faster in the vein and probably more effective than orally yeah and yeah. that's why that is why i like because you could take ban i mean you could drink some people can yeah like wow. a little bit huh. if you're like in pain over. yeah or, yeah yeah pain <laughs> <laughs> that's why we keep the college kid on the podcast <laughs> um but yeah i think i do like ivy banamine um because i know he's getting it and i just give it a couple hours out uh, like three or four hours out um and i guess it is a lot easier on their stomach too right like I think then it's supposed to be then um uh uh, uh butte but you can i mean you can give both too I yeah give, sometimes i give both but i don't know it just depends on what you want i like to get i get banamine before i run every time just because you never know like some days you wake up and you're back hurts or yeah. something like you know. and banamine's kind of just like that like makes them feel good yeah type thing and it's because i know there's i think butte is more for like bone pain yeah i think and like bone and joint type thing yeah and banamine's like soft tissue i mean they're different but i don't know i like banamine like pre-race or or both it depends or with dex too Are you... <laughs> it depends what type of horse you got if they yeah. need it all <laughs> sometimes we give it all <laughs> No pain is better. It is definitely better. But, uh, yeah. No, I do love the Banamine. It's easy. It's cheap, too, like, yeah, to buy a bottle, nice. and it lasts you a long time. Um, so I just give the Banamine and Lasix both the IV. But that is why I changed over. I will give Butte still, like, say, after the chiropractor the other day, you had Butte for, like, three days. Just yeah. because that's, like, a after they've been chiropracted, everything's kind of needs to, you need to reduce that inflammation. Um, yeah. Well, they give banamine after, like, injections and stuff. Yeah. I don't know why they give that over Butte, honestly. But yeah. they always do. Yeah, we always... Um, Marty that injects our horses always gives banamine after our injections. So, banamine is just a very all-around type of yeah. pain I relief, banamine. I feel like. It's great. We do love banamine. And it's cheap. It's easy to get. It's easy to come by. And you should always, I feel like, have a bottle of banamine. It's also used a lot in, like, pain relief. It's banamine and flinixin. Just like my sister has it back home, it's called Flinnickson. She's like, is this yeah. the same thing? But yeah, I guess it's the same thing. Um, I don't know that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce <laughs> it. It's probably wrong. But it's like also if a horse ties up, like if they're colicking, if they're colicking, yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah. So I always have banamine on me, and highly recommend having banamine in the trailer. Tra yeah. Trailer. I think it ha you have to have it. Like if yeah. you have a horse, you have to have banamine. Yeah. If you know how to give it. A yeah. Shot. And do, yeah, but if you don't know how to give banamine, if just don't give it in the muscle. Yeah, don't give it the muscle. Give it, I don't know what else. Put it up their ass at that point. <laughs> don't give it in the muscle. Just do not give it in the muscle, Bobby. Bobby experienced that firsthand. Oh. He's tough. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so bad. See, and that's what I'm like, I've learned so much in regards to that type of stuff. Like, thank God. Thank God I've learned. I remember there was one time I gave um, one of my horses, like, ace in the muscle, and I somehow I went to I stuck the needle in the banamine bottle and then I was like oh I meant to get ace and I didn't change the needle out and then I got ace and I gave it to her in the muscle and I was freaking the fuck out (laughs) I was like oh my gosh there's banamine on the tip of that needle because I think it like doesn't it it can the reason is because it like can't eat away at the muscle or something I've seen like pictures yeah google them and it's bad like their necks are just like yeah, Ugh, it's like, it's it awful. eats away at the muscle and the yeah. flesh. Yeah. It's pretty fucked. Like, you're really not supposed to, like, you're supposed to be really careful, too, when you give it IV. I mean, I've given a lot of vanamine IV and never, like, had a problem with it. But, if, I don't know, they always say, like, don't get it out of the, mu- or the vein. Don't get it out of the vein. Yeah. I probably so, have before. When I started giving IV shots at yeah. a young age. I'm sure I wasn't doing it right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're a first-timer, maybe don't practice with vanamine, <laughs> yeah, is what yeah. we might say. <laughs> But I highly, I do highly recommend learning how to give IV shots confidently because that was a big thing I learned how to do over here. Like I was just a little bit of a needle foe, but like had done it, but just not enough. And now that I do it so frequently, um, I just think it's something you really should know how to do. If If you have horses and you're a braille racer or anything, you should know how to do it. But you need to know how to do it properly because if you do it bad, you can get bad pain. Yeah. Don't, I don't know, do a lot of Googling. If you're still not confident, maybe try and spend some time with a vet. But, like, be careful about it. Be hygienic. Yeah. Yeah. Have your new needles and syringes. Yeah, don't poke something and then use your needle on something else. Yeah. (laughs) Like. And if you're buying syringes to inject your horse, buy the ones with the, like, individually wrapped. Yeah. So that they're sanitary. Yeah, don't get a box of syringes. (laughs) And then let the dirt fly into them. Yeah. That would be crazy if somebody did that. That would be stupid. That would be dumb. That would be dumb. <laughs> um, okay, what else have I done? So I will sometimes give Run Bobby on Ventapolman. Ventapolman and Clembuterol is the same thing. It's like a it's a clear oral gel, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, and it really like opens up the airways. Honestly, jacks them up. It's also a steroid. I think that's why. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it... Um, you you don't really want to give it to a hot horse, but yeah. Bobby's not hot. Like, he's pretty chill. Well, it depends, because, like, if they need it for their breathing but, yeah. or whatever, then... But then they're just jacked up. And... Yeah. You also, like, you get prescribed it or told to give it if, like, your horse has um, got a lot of mucus or maybe they've bled and they need to, like, open up their airways and clear them out a lot. Yeah. Um, you can put them on, like, a course of Ventipalmin or Clambuterol to really open up their airways and clear them out. Bobby's had to do that before. But it also jacks them up. Yeah, it does jack them up. Like, you can... Say if you had a really dull horse and there's nothing wrong with them, but you wanted to kind of, like, get their blood moving, like, get them pumped up and jacked up, it will jack them up. Yeah, if well, you keep them on it a lot. You yeah. just... As soon as you take them off, they come down off it pretty quick. Yeah. But, um... Or you can just give it pre-race. Yeah. To, to kind of the same sort of thing. Yeah. Like, open up their airways, jack them up a little bit. So, I've done that with Bobby a little bit. Just yeah. kind of... Because he is kind of chill and very quiet um if i can like it doesn't take much to jack him up when he's on bent apartment so that is also an addition that i didn't know i had never heard of before when i came over here Love some but yeah oh i would like to keep it on hand too and especially like if they were 
if you're riding around the yours was coughing or something, you think maybe they're a little bit snotty, um, that will open them up and kind of clear it out a little bit. Yeah. It will help for sure. So that is, um, that is his, his, some of his meds, but I also have started on the, so back home, I wasn't really consistent on like giving him an electrolyte after I'd ran him and he had Lasix. Yeah. So, I, some sort of electrolytes. Yeah. If you give them Lasix. Like whether it's powder, paste. Yeah. Um, but I now give him, I have been giving him an electrolyte paste, just kind of like an off the shelf paste to replenish his everything he lost from yeah. running on Lasix. Um, but I've just this weekend bought uh, and ran him on Racex, which Race is X. a Racex. <laughs> Racex? <laughs> which is a, uh, it's made by Oxygen. It's a like a running pace, and it is a pre. I'm just reading off the tube. It's a pre-performance vitamin K pace for horses to maintain pulmonary health during competition and training. And obviously, I spent the whole summer with Andrew and Brittany. Um, so Brittany kind of uses all the oxygen pace. Obviously, she's like a big part of oxygen and producing the pace and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, Racex obviously helps with their breathing, the airways and stuff, and it also has a little bit of electrolyte in it too. I think. Yeah, so you don't have to give additional electrolytes. You just give that, and it helps with all the, all your stuff. Yeah. I think it has something in there for their stomach, too. I don't yeah, know. I think it does. I can't... It's freaking got dark, so I can't read it. But um, it is good for the stomach. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's good. good. It's good. But it's good for the stomach, kind of like breathing, lung health, and also doubles as an electrolyte paste, so I don't have to give him paste as well. And that is 20 cc's or 20 mils. Uh, two hours out from when he runs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously I spent the summer around Brittany and with the year that she's having, I obviously am going to use the things that she's using and I've seen what works and what she does. Um, and I think you'd be dumb to not copy her a little bit yeah. sometimes <laughs> where I can. Um, but you love a lot of the oxygen pace, right? Like you've had yeah. a lot of experience with them. That's yeah. the triple threat. Yeah. Uh, triple threat and race X I've been using since like it came out. Like, I remember when they were testing it, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on that. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been using it forever. I like, the Racex is probably my favorite, just because it's, like, the electrolyte and all that. I really do like the Triple Threat, too, but I'm slightly poor right now, um, so I haven't bought any. Um, and my horse needs to start doing a little bit better before she gets that kind of treatment. But, um, yeah, I like both. And then there's pace. even... I mean, there's a, so many things. They have a they bunch have. of pace. Yeah, they do. The Tranquility, I know Brittany yeah. uses a lot. I don't think that's technically an ox. I think that's more of like a... A Brittany pace? Yeah. And yeah. like through Conquer and all that. Yeah. But and so that one's like a... That has CBD in it and some other type of stuff. But I really like that pace. Like if you have one that... A hot is, horse. Yeah. But it won't like slow their feet down or any of that. It just like chills them out. But... Yeah. They can still clog. They're not going to be slow footed or anything like that yeah because that's kind of a like bit of a thing brain yeah like you can um you know say if you ran them on ace or different i obviously have not had to run bobby on any sedatives and i haven't ran any of my horses on anything like that over here because bobby's all i have but they're the different drugs will do different things yeah to them so it's kind of the tranquility i feel like just calms their brain a little bit yeah to where they can concentrate yeah it does but yeah, we love a good oxygen paste. Um, that so far the Racex is the only one I've added in because also Bobby needs to keep winning. 
<laughs> for us to keep buying the paste. But I really do believe in them and I really like them because I've seen how well they work over the summer. Um, as well as just kind of on the meds, breathing subject, I'm still using my flare strips. I kind of started those before I came over on my last Northern run. It's like hot and dusty. Um, so I got some flare strips back there and then I've kept buying flare strips. I honestly didn't really believe in them that much. And then I was studying a horse massage course and they did studies in racehorses wearing them and kind of like had, you know, proven results that they work, stuff like that. So I do like my flare strips. Um, I run him in them pretty much every run and yeah, so far so good. That's kind of, that's my main meds as far as running stuff. And I think your meds are pretty similar for what you use yeah. in your horse. I mean, the only thing I think I do different is I give Kentucky Red pre-race and that's i don't know exactly what it does it does something for the red blood cells, i think like, doesn't it make it more thicken? slippery yeah like so they can't it's like it the... reduces the <laughs> chance of them bleeding yeah right? i'm like oh <laughs> it does i don't know but i think and this is this <laughs> is just us about we're just bow races okay we're, we're not we're just we're, we're just girls <laughs> we're just girls but as far as i know the k red makes their red blood cells like slipperier so there's less chance of them bleeding. Yeah. And that's a really dumb <laughs> down version of it. Um, yeah. And you give that, this is, you know, there's so many, so many of the drugs you give in bow racing and the deeper you go is drugs to prevent bleeding because that's such a yeah. big problem. Bobby has never bled out and I've had him scoped pretty like close after runs and there's never been anything drastic with him bleeding. Um, but it's just every horse is, you know, with what we do, they're going to bleed. Yeah. So that's been a really big thing for me to learn over here and also to see you know i think from now on i would start the next horses that i start i'm going to start them on lasix a lot younger yeah yeah i don't think i'd run a horse without lasix because like why risk it yeah like why get them like say a young horse get them going good and they're running good and they start like going faster and they start bleeding and then you have problems and you have to figure out that they're bleeding and then you have to get them over the fact that they're not going to bleed and it's just a thing like yeah because they're most likely going to bleed like yeah. Most horses bleed, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> pretty it's sure a, all horses bleed and to a I know extent. that they say with bow racing, it's literally, it's even because they run and turn and like their inside, you know, organs and stuff like crash against their body when they turn hard. Yeah. Whereas say maybe race horses or whatever, it's a long straight line. So it's like a consistent movement. Whereas ours is like sprint, shut their body down and everything like collides yeah. and that makes it even worse. Yeah. So I yeah, about that. I've I've heard that somewhere. Really, I, I, could, can't, I can't cite that source, but I heard that one time. But yeah, I've definitely um, learnt that over here. Like a lot of your, as soon as these rodeo girls, young futurity trainers start running them, they'll start them on Lasix just yeah. to just as a preventative. Because yeah, like you and said, not that much either. Yeah, like, I know. Like I know, Brittany will start out usually giving three cc's of Lasix, like mm -hmm. to her. Um, Colts when she starts running them. Um, yeah. I don't know if she wants me to give all her info out. But... <laughs> and then, like, if they end up having problems or do bleed, because they'll bleed through three cc's, five cc's, whatever, however much you want to give. Yeah. I mean, if they're, they're bad, but it's just, like, why risk it? Yeah. When you can just give them that, give them some paste, like, they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're it's, just, it's just, like, preventing before you have those troubles. And yeah. I've, I can see now say back home you know that'd be the horse that frequently wouldn't want to go in the arena or 
um, this type of stuff. And now I'm very like, or come out of the arena coughing. Yeah. Yep. That's and now I'm very like, just take them straight to the vet because, or, you know, if you can't take them to the vet, start them on Lasix. I'm a big Lasix girl now, just because I've seen it. And yeah, like, I think you're just crazy not to, Yeah. to I, be honest. And cause most horses won't bleed out either. So like you won't yeah. know. Yeah. And if a horse bleeds out through its nose, like you yeah. really need to get that sorted. Yeah. <laughs> you need to look into that yeah. a lot. You do. I mean, even if you think they bled, like, they most likely probably should go on, like, of course, antibiotics, because they're most likely going to get an, in, like, Yeah, you don't want it, you don't want it to sit there. Yeah. yeah. In their lungs, kind of, like, old blood and stuff. And so, that's just from being around it, you know, if they bleed or whatever, um, they will just go on a course of antibiotics, like, scope them again in, say, two weeks, see how it looks. Yeah. Some of them might need longer. Might be antibiotics and, like, ventipolmin to yeah. open everything up. Um, nebulizers are a pretty big thing over here. I don't have one because I can't afford one. <laughs> um, but a nebulizer is pretty much like an asthma pump. I that's <laughs> like that's what I put it to, like a breathing machine. Yeah, people. like a breathing machine, and you can put different kind of like concoctions in there of stuff that um, yeah, they put they put you put it over their nose and it like they breathe it in. Yeah, so that helps to like. Open up the air, say some people will do it before a run, pre-run to open up the airways. Um, some people do it as like preventatives and stuff during the week. Yeah. Just to clear mucus, clear old blood. But yeah, I don't do that personally. I think I would like to one day. <laughs> yes, <it. laughs> When I have that many dollars in my bank account. But yeah. Them. And I, I love the like FlexiNet brand. Yeah. They, they're really easy to use. Yeah, I have an Equirisp. No hate, but I don't like... Like, my horses don't like it because it's loud, and they're extremely weird. The, they're like, kind of like a bulky machine type thing, aren't they? Yeah, and you have to plug it in, and it's it's the fact that it's loud that bugs me, and yeah. because it doesn't bug me, but it bugs my horses. I turn it on, and she's not getting anywhere near it. Like, she's so <laughs> you have to have a pretty, extremely afraid of it. Yeah, like, you have to be fine. We can stick it on, and we'd stand here and not yeah. give a shit. But. I think if you've got a slightly, like, touchy horse, those bigger ones, or, like, the ones I've seen, you have to plug in, like, yeah, to power. Yeah, that's the one that I have. And, like, I got it to use it. But the first, the horse I got it for, she was the same as the horse I have now. And, like, I turned it on. And she was like, absolutely not. F you. You're not <laughs> touching me with that. Yeah. But, and But I think the Flexinab ones seem pretty, like, they're quiet. They yeah. don't make any noise. No. And every horse that we use them on seems to be fine with them. Yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of bleeding, all that type of stuff. Um, gosh, what else have I got? The only... Uh, with as far as like how good Bobby looks and stuff, I honestly think right now he looks like he's in like the best shape of his life. He looks amazing. He looks so good, and yeah. he even has grown a mane. Yeah, like he <laughs> always had a bald patch where it was like half an inch long. It's now grown out, and I never really realized it until like it's long, and I'm like, oh my god, he doesn't have his bald patch anymore. Yeah. Um, but in the last since he's been over here, he's been on pretty much the same diet. In the last say four months, I've added in the stance Ulcer Buff, and that's the only thing I've changed. Um, so I honestly credit a lot of his looks right now to that and how his sh coat is shiny and everything. He's on, um, a Purina grain, the impact pro, which is kind of like a pretty, um, you know, baseline performance horse feed, yeah. pretty low sugar, stuff like that. Um, and then he's just on alfalfa and coastal for Australians. Alfalfa is lucent and like coastal grass hay. We call it different back home. <laughs> But uh, I love him to have a lot of roughage, and 
<laughs> yeah, you do. He's standing in four foot of hay right now. <laughs> he might get hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's pretty much in the last few months, adding in the stance is the only thing I've changed. Um, and over here, compared to back home, he's on a much more consistent diet. But back home, he was out in a, like a pasture with grass. Um, but probably like less quality. The grass was less quality. Down home, I think it's very like high sugar, but not much fat. Where it, Kind of like where I grew up. Like the grass? like in The, the actual grass in the ground, yeah. Oh, gotcha. I think it's like sugary. But he did fine on that, but I was just very inconsistent with what I fed him, like grain and supplements and stuff. So over here, he's so much more consistent. Yeah, he gets the same thing. Yeah. Same time every day. Same thing, same time every day. And I think that's really, I mean, that's when it's, when you're consistent with anything, it's going to be better. Be better. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he eats. I mean, I know Lindsay's on the same grain as him. Yeah. Yeah, and then, she is. What she just gets one little supplement, doesn't she? Or she gets a couple now. Uh, yeah, she's on the um, it's like it. I don't know if it's it's one of Brittany's products, like with the tranquility. It's what it's called. It's like the immune gut stuff. It's just um, kind of like a probiotic, but it also like helps her immune system. I just have her on that, and then she's on the Super Sport that Purina makes too, just like for her muscles and stuff. Honestly, I kind of put her on it because it like makes him. I don't know. I've noticed, like, all the ones that have been on it, like, makes them, like, bloom, I guess. and just Like, like bulks really... them up a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, that's kind of why I put her on it. And she looks really good on it, so I just left her on it. Yeah. So, I don't know all the... It's good for, like, horses that tie up and stuff, too. So, like, yeah. Be on that. And then the only other thing that I just remembered that we did specifically before we came here... Um, well, I mean, I did it, you did it too. We gave them both like an immune shot, Equistem. It's like an immunity, immune system booster. And just because coming here to Waco, um, <laughs> someone did call it a chicken coop, like the stalls where they are, just because there's so many horses, like dust in the air, they yeah. will get sick when you, like if you're constantly traveling to events or even one-off traveling. I know I did it with Bobby last year. I stayed at one bow race. He was in stalls overnight and he got sick from it, like mucusy coughing all that type of stuff so this year before i came here we gave him that shot to equistem shot just to boost his immune system before rather than like get him home in like two weeks they're snotty and you have to gotta start all over and give him time off and then you're back to yeah because that is what happened to me last year i went to one event kept him there and then this event must have been like maybe two weeks later and I didn't realize, I guess, he was coughing a little bit, but I didn't realize that he was sick from it. Like, he didn't have, he wasn't that mucusy. And then by his third run here, he, like, couldn't turn third. He just ran down the pen and, like, bounded up. Because, honestly, I think, when I put it, like, when I think about it, I bet he was so full of mucus. Because when I got him scoped after here, the vet was like, oh, my God. he's yeah. Like, he's sick. And I was like, fuck. Like, just, learn, like, kind of probably not knowing the signs and, like, being a little bit daft to it. Yeah. Um, but you don't think anything of it. You're like, oh. You don't. You just, I mean, he was still working good and riding yeah. around good. Um, because he was kind of sick for a while. He, and like, yeah, it and it took, it took, I think, like two doses of antibiotics, like powdered antibiotics. And then I think I ended up putting him on the Batril paste in the end just to really clear it up. Yeah. Um, so that was what we did before coming here, knowing that they were going to stay in pen, like stalls and stuff for a few days in sheds with so many different horses. Um, so that's been a good one. And honestly, if I take him again somewhere and stay overnight for a few days or whatever, knowing that it's going to be covered, I'd probably do it again. 
it's not something I would do every time I go somewhere, but I had some extra. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had to run some through that two-year-old that I have, so I had it in my fridge, and when you told me you gave some, I was like, ah, I have some. Yeah. That needs to be used before it expires. Yeah. So. I mean, just a bit of a preventative, yeah, like, immune like, booster. Not? Yeah. Yeah. And especially seeing the weather has just changed so dramatically here. It's gone from so nice and hot to cold, so. And then nice to cold again. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just trying, kind of like, big. we're big on preventatives rather than, like, fixing the problem once it fucking happened. Yeah, I don't like fixing problems. Oh, we've learned that the hard way. Yeah. We've had the problems and had to fix them. So now we're really on the prevention train. Yeah. <laughs> Prevention train's expensive. The prevention oh. train is expensive, but so is like four doses of antibiotics. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's kind of like pick your poison. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think that is most of that stuff. I have changed a lot. I mean, I've changed a lot, but not too much in my riding tack, stuff like that, which I want to go over because I think that that has changed the all my runs um, and the way I run my horse now. Yeah, I think it's like... Even your horse and you, like, is totally different than when you first got here. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just so much, like, honest. So much more honest. Like, today, like, he was... I thought he looked way better. Like, he was like, okay. Yeah. I'll go where you want me to. I'm exactly. I'm not just gonna bulldoze this barrel. Like, he was good. <laughs> I'm I, not, like, I'm not so much holding on for dear life and hoping he doesn't bulldoze him. I am a little bit more proactive. He's yeah. listening a little bit better. Um, I think it took me... A, like not as soon as I came over here I'm so open-minded to like riding with other people and stuff and I have got to ride with a lot of other people like the best in the world yeah. so I've been able to take little pieces of advice from each of them which is really cool um a few months into well actually it might have been like I probably rode in my I came over with a Larry coat saddle and when I brought it over like it's an older saddle I was like I am gonna upgrade but I just didn't really know what I wanted to upgrade to yet and um I'd ridden in a couple of different types of saddles and just nothing suited me that well. And then obviously I got to riding in the posies, the double J posy saddles. Um, and there's a quite a few different styles of those as in like styles of seats um, yeah. and everything like that. And I really got to liken them. And I also love in them that you can buy the, like you buy the bar width, I guess, but then you can get the angles different. So the angles play like the angles of the tree. I'm gonna butcher however I'm saying this, but the angles of yeah, the tree me. <laughs> really make a big difference in how it fits your horse. Like you could get a wide fit with oh, like 41 sense. degree angles or something, or like 43. I'm pretty sure those numbers are right. I think I got like 43 something for Bobby. There's angles. <laughs> yeah, there's interesting. An, there's angles in the bar widths of the trees. So I tried like quite a few on Bobby, and then I did like all the research of like which angle of the tree should fit my horse right and so i think that's also a really cool way to be able to fit a saddle to your horse like yeah, if you look up the double j stuff they go in depth and it all makes sense about like you can have a wide fit but then what if your bars are kind of digging straight down they're still going to dig into his shoulders yeah. um so i tried a bunch of different saddles on him kind of like figured out what was right and what was the right type of seat for me um and again because <laughs> slightly poor <laughs> I, I bought one off Facebook, but I just made sure all the measurements were right. Um, so I just got a Double J Posey Pro. I think yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. There's kind of like different. Posey. Well, it's just, yeah. Yeah, posey it's a Posey Pro. Pro. And I guess there's different styles. Like there's lighter type ones, I think, now. 
Like yeah, I don't think those are posies though. Uh, those are just all double J's. Yeah, like they have a double J posy pro. They have a just a pro. Yeah. The uh, the really light ones. I think they're called like something light. Feather light. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that, that that sounds right. We are we are clearly not the double J sales ladies, <laughs> but um, I do like them, and they're like they're a good such a good quality saddle. But they're not like like this. Mine's a little bit lighter than my coats, like because my coats is old school, kind of like old made. Um, and I've kept that to be able to start my next horse in, like kind of like yeah. being a beaten around. But I really like my posy. I got I even actually I ride in a fourteen and a half inch seat, and I always like rode in fourteens or whatever. But <laughs> big girl, <laughs> but I just like needed the extra room to be able to like feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um. And I think this has like a slightly higher horn and slightly higher back, obviously, than my coat. So that just really has helped my seat and my positioning and honestly, my confidence, like to be able to move around and not feel like I'm going to like get thrown out the back or over the front. Yeah. So I really like that saddle that I've got. Um, I changed my stirrup lengths. I've changed them gradually over the years. Like when I was young, I rode so freaking long and I, I think I know what it stems down to, but when I was like, how maybe I was like 10, um, my uncle made me my saddle. Lee, he's like, makes amazing saddles, but he made me my saddle and I got it for Christmas and I was adamant I could ride in it, but the stirrup lengths are a little long, but I was like, no, it's fine. I can, I was just hell bent on riding in it. So probably from then I started riding with long stirrups because I was so arrogant and wanted to ride in that saddle. So, God, I'm going a long way around the story. It's okay, it's fine. Um, I rode long for the longest time, and I just have gradually shortened my stirrups because I realized, like, I was reaching for my stirrups so much that I couldn't, like, stand in my stirrups and kind of, like, balance myself so well. Um, So, over time, I've just shortened my stirrups, and I think it's really been able to help me, like, honestly have confidence in my seat and regain my seat and regain my balance in my riding. Um, so I ride a lot shorter now than I used to when I was say like 16, 18 in the last freaking five years. Yeah. Um, and I do really like that. And I can now like, I can ride around in Britney's length stirrups and it doesn't feel that uncomfortable, which is so wrong. <laughs> but like, I can, I, I couldn't make it run in that length, but I can ride around in them and they're not ba- that bad. I feel like my knees are going to pop off when I ride in her Yeah. <laughs> so, and I've kind of like been onto you a little bit. I'm like, yeah. maybe you should try and shorten them just a little bit. Yeah. But it really is hard. Long. It's a, it takes time. Yeah. I it mean, takes time to get used to it when it's something you've been so used to riding a certain way. Yeah. I mean, I shortened them for these two runs and I mean. Oh, you did? I thought you put them back long. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah. But yeah, it does take a while to yeah. get used to it. It's it feels so uncomfortable at the start, like to ride around. Yeah. If you shorten like, your stirrups one hole, it feels awful. Yeah, you're like shortening them. I'm like <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But that's just I mean, if you if you go back and look at some of my videos from say when I was running at home and you look at the way I was riding, you could you can see like my legs fall back, would fall back a lot. Like my toes would get down, that throws my whole body forward. And I just wouldn't have the strength or the confidence or the balance to be able to like, say, hold Bobby off if it was going to hit a, hit a barrel or he would jerk me down the front a lot because I was reaching for my stirrups so much. I couldn't get my ass in the seat. Um, so that was a big one, shortening my stirrups. And 
not everyone needs to shorten their shirts, but if it's something you think you might be having trouble with, have a have a try of that. Have a look at that. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? I have also changed in the last few months. I've changed my rain length. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah. Andrea told me to in, when we were riding around at Steamboat because mm-hmm. I ran him like three times over there, and I would just get on him on the day of the rodeo when we were back there and kind of tune him up a little bit. Um, and I have always ran with such short range just because it's kind of like the bow race, the thing to do. Um, and she was kind of like, I think that you need to, cause I was like, I don't need to be on his head, but she's like, I think you need to sh- lengthen your reins and be able to kind of like have a bigger bridge in your hands and square up your body a lot more. Um, rather than like my reins are too short and sitting in the middle of them. So I lengthened my reins over the summer and honestly it seemed to work because I can stay out of his way, but I can set my hands wide enough to be able to like grab him and hold him off and stuff like that. So, um, I, yeah, depending on your horse and depending on their style, but I think if you can look into, if you're having trouble, I, I really realized like, man, that actually has helped a lot to be able to stay square, kind of like in my seat and in my hands. I don't know. I feel like I can't comment on that much because my reins are stupid short. Your reins are really short. (laughs) Yeah. But it, and it depends what type of horse you have too. If your horse kind of like, you know, sometimes when you walk in and your horse is like right up there, your reins are long. Yeah. So, that, I've just changed that in the last couple months, but I'm liking it so far. And that's not going to be the same for every horse I run, but I mean, for now, Bobby's all I'm running. Right. And it seems to be doing pretty good for us. Yeah, I think so. You've been doing really good. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, Bit changes. You actually, obviously, you have me by my first posy bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know me. You're a big salesman for anything with the posy on it. Yep. Um, but I kind of jumped around with bits a lot with him. Because I was like, ah, bit doesn't really matter. And I rode him, like, I would ride him around all the time in, like, a little smooth Ed Wright, short shank bit. But I still ride him in that a lot because I love that bit. But it will, he will kind of get really, like, down on it and, like, lean on it almost. Yeah. And then I would run him sometimes in, I would just run him usually in, um, like, a, Sherry Servi three-piece. You ran him in the combo, too, a lot, Yeah, you? I ran him in the combo when I first came over or when I was at home. And everyone was kind of like, I don't think he needs the nose piece. Like, Yeah, because I feel like he would get like his head down. Yeah, I think I would grab it and he would bury his head yeah, he into would. the nose piece. Yeah, I was like, yeah, try this. Yeah, <laughs> so then I got a just like a medium shank twisted three-piece. I think it's a the little one. I don't think it's medium. I don't know. What, I can't remember. It might just be the little one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like a short shank. Yeah, I think it's called, like, the lifter. Yeah. Or something like that. I think so. It's a pretty common one. Yeah. I and like that bit a lot. It has, like, a flat dog bone in the middle, I think. Doesn't it? Yes. I think so. <laughs> I think so. And that... When I bought that, I realized I could really pick him up and get him up off his front end. Um... And, like, him, his thing is he's got to keep his feet moving, keep his front end, like, keep him up, you know? So, that type of bit with that shank and everything that has on it. And it had, like, no uh, gag, doesn't it? Yep. 
He, I think he really suits no gag. Yeah, I think so too. Because he is so, he can like, he buries his head a lot. So I just can pick him up with both hands and like get him moving off his front end. Yeah, like that immediate reaction. Yeah. Good for him. And I think that's really good for him. And then after, the only bit I've changed from that is like another very similar one. It's got no shank. It's got a yeah. port mouthpiece and a like twisted. Oh, it has got a little shank? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. Little shank, little purchase. <laughs> And it's the same sort of feeling. I can just get him up off his front end, get his feet moving. And that's been able to help me a lot to put him in a spot in a run. Yeah. You know, like, I think before I was honestly just fighting for my life. Yeah. And if he could keep, if he could keep the bowels up, yeah, we'd do good. Whereas now I have a lot more control over like. Where if, he goes. Where he goes. Yeah. And if he listens. Yeah. Which he still, sometimes he gets upset when I ask him to listen, but he's getting a lot better at it. But he's it. more willing to do it instead of just being like, F you. Yeah, he is. So I think that honestly, the whole combination, shortening my stirrups, lengthening my reins, having a bit that I can hold his front end has yeah. given me the confidence to like stand up in my saddle, like go forward with him, ride two hands really far into my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it feels really far. I know on videos, I'm still dropping to one hand, like three strides out, but <laughs> I'm telling you, it feels really far. So That's good. That's really good, actually. <laughs> Some of us feel like we're going to fall off. Well, and you see, I did. I always feel like I was going to fall off. And, like, Same. my steers were long. I had no control. I was just fighting for my freaking life. But I was like, he's a good horse. Like, yeah. honestly, just I let him do whatever he wanted. And now I am a little bit more in control. And, like, I tell him. Whereas, like, yeah. Say, Listen. Listen, I'm going to, if I need to tug this outside rain, it means you're going to step off and not bulldoze it. And he listens now. He might fight it sometimes, <laughs> but he listens a lot better. I think yeah. the whole combination of just being able to ride better into my spot and like keeping his feet moving, right. um, has helped him so much. Yeah. He was so honest today. Like it really was. Yeah. And he just, I've learned so much from riding with you guys and a big kind of like Brittany Andrea thing that they've taught me is just keep his front feet moving. Like, and you, the same. Like, you ran him You ran him a couple of times. You've also ridden him at home. Yeah. And pretty much the only thing, like, it's not that complicated. I just, we just have to get him, like, jacked up and moving yeah. his feet before a run. Yeah, just moving his feet all the way around the barrels, like. Yeah. All four feet. Yeah. Like, he would maybe cruise around, like, a little trot or a little lope and, like, do two little circles and then be done. Yeah. And, like, get after him. Like, come on. Yeah. Move your feet. Like, let's go. Because that's that's him that's the type of horse he is yeah and that's really helped him i think um and that's pretty much my that's all i'll do with him say like the day before an event i'll go put him on the pad and like jack him up get him moving his feet get him really thinking about what he's doing and um it's not that you got to do it a lot like you don't yeah. like go out there and like go through the barrels a million times it's like yeah. two three times and then he now he gets the idea he's like okay he really has got go. the idea yeah and i can I practice my like riding square. Um, <laughs> I need to practice at that. home a lot. Like I think I one day watched like a video of Jolene or someone riding around on between the reins. And I was like, "Fuck!" She rides so square and she like controls the horse with her legs and her body a lot, rather than like I would go in for a small circle and I would get thrown around. Whereas I was like, I needed to put a lot more strength into my like lower body and my like my core and stuff to hold my seat still. Yeah. And, yeah, I kind of started practicing that at home because, again, it's like a muscle and a muscle memory thing to yeah. change your bad habits and get strong in your new positions. 
Right, I agree. So, yeah, I really don't like working on the pattern a lot. I do work him on the pattern more than what I did back home. Back home, I was kind of like, he's perfect. Yeah. Like, and he wasn't. <laughs> he was dogging me a lot, but I would let him. Yeah. So it's not it's not his fault because he's come back to me and we fixed it. Um so yeah, I will honestly like I just do a bit more um bit more work with him now as far as like different movements that aren't necessarily always on the barrels and on the pattern, but different movements during the week to get him fire and fast moving and then be done with it type thing. Yeah. Like he doesn't need that much. He just needs a little bit and keep that fitness up. Right. Keep it on his brain. Yeah keep it on his brain, keep himself moving. Um, but yeah, they're honestly, they're all my biggest changes and it's kind of like being minimal changes over time. Yeah. And it has been like riding with, you know, like my first, I think my first, um, rodeo at Steamboat Brittany and everyone was there (laughs) and I was like, wow. Like I think Brittany videoed me and like, I'm still a fan girl. I'm still a fangirl of her. <laughs> Me too. I'm a fangirl of everyone. So to have Brittany riding and watching and like, oh, all right. And I think that she texted me and was like, I think you should just like do this, do that. And just riding with these people and just taking all their different ideas um, and being able to implement it and yeah. watching them ride different horses and seeing what they do to fix things. Yeah. Um, that's obviously been a really big part of how my riding's changed and how it's got better. Yeah. That stuff money can't buy. <laughs> it is. And I think it's something that you can't take for granted. No. And just kind of like grabbing little pieces of advice here and there, getting having these people watch our runs and being like, okay, tomorrow do this. Like yesterday, it was like, okay, today pick up his shoulder and make him run to the wall yeah. type thing. And um, yeah, like you said, it's stuff money can't buy. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brittany does not teach anyone. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think... They're all my main things. What else have you got? Anything? Mm. What does that say? Oh, I thought it said spurs. <laughs> my spurs, my spurs are the same. Yeah. My saddle pads are the same from back home. I mean, my boots are the same. Oh, we did uh, the foot packing. I've got to talk oh, about yeah. that because it's on my story. People oh, are yeah. gonna be like, "Oh my god, why are his feet bandaged?" <laughs> um, from traveling a lot and even standing in stalls, standing on trailers. After they've had their feet done, like, yeah. been reset, um, especially if you have a fairy that might, like, cut their feet back short or whatever. We, so initially, we would pack their feet, like, fill their hooves. I'm trying to explain it over a podcast, which is yeah. dumb. But we would pack their feet with, like, magic cushion, a diaper, a nappy if you're Australian. <laughs> um, but just, like, wrap their feet. So, it's just putting something on the soles of their feet to draw out, like, inflammation and heat. Yeah. Um, so, there is magic cushion, which... It's pretty popular over here. I like magic cushion. I know there's a lot of farriers that say it doesn't work and all the things, but I've used it a lot. Like, I I haven't been packing my horse's feet as much as I probably should, but I used to pack feet, like, at least front feet, not really hind feet, before every run. And, like, just the night before, pack their feet, whatever, and just take it out before you run. And I don't know. I've always thought that my horses always ran really good. Yeah. After I pack their feet. And it's just, whatever you use, it's just, like, the aim is to get kind of, like, heat and inflammation and yeah. stuff out of their feet. Because... And I've used poultice, too. To oh, yeah. To pack their feet. Like, if you use poultice and then, like, put saran wrap over it. And yeah. then a diaper if you want. 
Yeah. Sometimes you can. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it matters. But... I think, yeah, I think it's kind of like just to keep it all in there, right? And keep it padded. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And when it's like times like these where we've got them standing in stalls for three days, I mean, you get them out but it, and they're full of shavings, but it still is going to take its toll on them. Yeah. Um, so I know that Brittany does it a lot. Andrew does it. Like yeah. pack their feet with, we now use, what is, that stuff is like a mix, it's, but it's. Yeah. It's like a mix that. Um, it's a special mix. mix, but it's kind of like. It's got furious, a bunch of. What's, yeah. Is it like furicin in it? DMSO type stuff? Furicin. All like uh, like there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it, but and it's, it's all just kind of like anti-inflammatory yeah, like, draw out type stuff. Yeah. So that stuff is magic cushion is really thick, and you can layer it in there, and it like gets hard. Yeah. Um. Whereas this stuff is more of like a, like a paint. L- liquid paint you yeah. paint onto their feet, and then wrap it in saran wrap to keep it in there. Um. And then yeah, like a diaper or whatever, and either vet wrap or you can put their soft rides back on, leave them on overnight just to draw out any soreness yeah. in their feet because when they get sore in their feet yeah like if their front feet are sore and if say you're having trouble with your farriers or angles and stuff that or makes if the grounds really hard you run yeah. somewhere on the ground super hard like pack their damn feet yeah like imagine you having to run out there on that yeah like literally the concussion of running on hard ground yeah um so big on packing their feet and especially say if you ran somewhere and they're gone on trailer all night Maybe you ran somewhere where the ground's hot. Pack their feet, yeah. put their soft rides on, put them on the trailer. It will make a difference. And, like, I don't know if this is important. But, like, I wouldn't use saran wrap if it's, like, magic cushion or anything like that. Yeah. Like, it's only for if you want to, like, sweat their feet. Like, same as you can sweat their legs, you sweat their feet. Yeah. But, um, yeah. If you're going to use magic cushion, I would not. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could. I don't know. But maybe. I never have. And you have to, if you're sweating their legs, uh, that's another big thing. And, like here tonight i'll put all bobby's back on tracks on just to while he's standing in a small stall like that like keep um keep his legs from like swelling stocking up and stuff and just kind of like keep his keep his muscles warm yeah um but yeah either like standing wraps back on track wraps big on them if they're being stalled he doesn't have to use them much because back home his pen's big enough um but yeah if i card him or say if he was going to be on the trailer a long time um overnight i might put the back on tracks on it's so freaking hot in texas that yeah. i haven't got to use them for the longest time usually winter time is the only time i use them like unless yeah. like for some reason you got an issue yeah something yeah but then there's also you know big on like sweat wrapping their legs say if yeah. something comes up um we will furison dmso like a bit of a mix on their legs yeah either sweat wrap it with saran wrap but you do have to be careful about burning their legs right yeah i never i've always used saran wrap i've never used the paper towels or like some people will say like use like brown like bags oh yeah or I've something or like you can use like a if you go get like fast food like the bag yeah yeah like use that or like the blue paper towels like we do mm-hmm. but um i've never had a problem uh burning them or whatever with the saran wrap but i mean you just use it for 12 hours and then you rinse their legs off afterwards yeah so. And it's just another way to get the information out. And, yeah. Uh, if they're standing on a trailer, standing in a store for long periods, that type yeah. of stuff. I mean, I used to sweat wrap my horse in high school, like every before every run. Yeah. Feet pack, and I'd sweat her legs. I mean, because she would just she'd stock up pretty bad, and just wrapping them wouldn't do it. Like I would have to sweat them to really get her legs to come down, and she had bad like sore front ankles, so just pour that pull that soreness out. Yeah. And, you know, it's just bringing out the heat and, yeah. and stuff like that. We also, 
I'm big on soft rides just on yeah. there. Like, um, I mean, you can wear them all around, but especially like here today, we're parked in an asphalt parking lot. So, um, keep them so that they're not standing on asphalt and concrete all the time. Cause if you were doing that, it would feel terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're our main things. I think so. Yeah. Just the, <laughs> just, just, couple. just the couple things we've yeah. changed. I mean, it's pretty chill and we haven't changed that much. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Of course. You're so much more comfortable talking about horsey things. I love horses. <laughs> Such a horse girl. Yes. <laughs> and big on treats too. Oh yeah. They have to have them. They have to have a treat. Love them. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the You're podcast. Welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. <Anytime>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Young Western Podcast. If you like this, you can head over to Facebook and find our closed Facebook page, the Young Western Podcast, or you can follow the links in our bio to all of our private Instagrams and TikToks and things like that. Any new episodes will be promoted on there, or you can email us at youngwesternpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.